Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Thank you for joining us. It is a women and weed um, themed episode, and this is only my second time hosting, so I will fumble a little bit through this. Thank you again for tuning in. And today we have Kayla. Thank you so much for joining us, Kayla. And we have Courtney, our good friend Courtney, and our kind of local ask and you shall get answers regarding cannabis, Courtney. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> cannabis courtney that's me i like that i was trying to find something with letters it finally came to me i can't believe yeah it that long. I'll, I'll take it <laughs> so um let's start with kayla because you are new again thanks again for joining us i know that it's a weird uh format and it's always almost feels like it, you're inviting people into your home and so i appreciate this very much um yeah. thanks for having me Absolutely. Kayla, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Because you're real estate, but it does apply to women and weed. Can you explain that connection? Um, yeah. So just preface it. I don't work in strictly cannabis. I do. Um, re- my focus is in real estate or retail and industrial. Um, and I realized that a lot of my clients um, or potential clients have needed space for cannabis, whether it be uh, cultivation, kitchen, um, you know, a dispensary. So those two sectors are retail and industrial. It's kind of my focus. So awesome. Awesome. And, and what, what got you to that? Because my understanding is before the pandemic, you were not doing this. No, it's kind of a trip. Um, I was working in music and art and hospitality. Uh, so with COVID, all that went down. Um, when I lived in New York, I did a little work um, for the music industry up there and that was really fun. Um, I worked at some venues here and yeah, um, I'm really excited though about this shift, um, to not work in music anymore as much as I love it. I also love now going able to be able to just like go to music as an escape and not because I'm working, but it was pretty cool and it lasted. Nice. Well, I mean, I am sorry. I know a lot of industries have taken a hit. Um, I, I also found myself in a situation where I had to, you know, regroup a little bit and um, change tra- my career. As totally. Well. But it's really, it's really just about like how you interpret it and like the steps you take and are you progressing or are you degressing? And I think overall, um, as hard as the pandemic's been for a lot of people, I'm pretty lucky to say that I've utilized it as an opportunity to progress. Um, and yeah, and now I'm here. So exactly. I, I think yeah. what got me a lot of times from going back to school was not having the time. And with the pandemic, I had nothing but time. So all of a sudden that excuse was kind of gone. And you know, same thing. It, it was just it was a push into the new journey, not totally. not so much a uh, you know, a despair, a desperate moment. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a great transition there. And yeah. Kayla, can I ask you what is the biggest difference um between or are there like specific features when you're looking at commercial retail property versus cannabis industry? Like once you throw that in, how does that change things for you? Oh, there's a lot. That's like a very dense question. Um, a lot of it 
um, is not in my expertise because it deals with licensing. So usually for licensing, you would uh, liaison that to a um, consultant or somebody who's worked in the industry. It's a little more on that side of it. Um, but what I have are the zoning updates. Um, zoning is divided by, it goes um, micro than macro essentially. So the town has the most power. So you have to start by figuring out um, like the county and then you have to narrow it in and then you have to keep going and then you have to, it's, it's a lot of zoning based. And within each zone, um, they're able, there's, an, there's a way to constantly change the zoning um, use. Um, for example, in order to be, um, you have to be X amount of feet away from a school, X amount of feet away from certain businesses. And if those are established there, unless if you're grandfathered in the laws, you're at risk of jeopardizing your business. Um, so it's always changing. And so that's why it's nice to have people who work in real estate um, to help try to assist you with that because it, it, it's very dense. Interesting. Yeah. I, I yeah. imagine, like you said, it's new. It changes a lot. I know some mm -hmm. stuff was proposed again this summer that changes some things. And I don't remember the names. I won't bring them up in detail. <laughs> so yeah, um, interesting. And before this, you said you went to art school in New York and your background was in music. What kind of music did you work in? Um, so, and then I worked um, doing events at a music venue in Colorado for the last awesome. Look at you. What venue? Um, I did a little work for Red Rocks cool. for their 2018 season. And then in college, I was working for Relics um, Music Magazine. Sweet. Yeah, awesome. it, was a, it was a really fun experience. I've met some of my closest lifelong friends there. I'm really blessed to have that. Um, I'm just, I'm also really happy with where I'm at now. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds really like good. it's kind of, I mean, new awesome. and, and, and uh, certainly, you know, there's still room for growth. I don't really see it fizzling out anytime soon. So probably not. That's awesome. And good luck to you with that. I, I you know, Thanks. lots of money and provide lots of people with great commercial real estate. <laughs> I, you know, it's just more so about getting cannabis in people's hands. Um, it's yeah. been really beneficial in my life. Like I have anxiety. It calms that down. Um, I have a medicinal card for it and it's just like it just it lightens everything up like a bull at the end of the day i it changes people's lives so like why not help people yeah. right that it's, not yeah. it's about totally. it and just you know i had very open offered conversations with conservative co-workers when it was being passed to legalize it and I was like, your kids go to school, right? That money's going to their schools. So why wouldn't you vote for it? If you don't smoke it, you don't smoke it. And and that that was like the foot in the door kind of kind of approach. So I'm all about it. I hear you. Yeah. Miss Courtney, how are you doing? I'm great. Living the dream, you know, every day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. How is your summer going? Well, you know, I just busy, busy, busy. Oh, I just work, work, work. Um, but that's okay. You know, working for the cause. So <laughs> getting stuff going and <laughs> making sure that, you know, people can get supplied. So, awesome. Awesome. but that's, but that's been my summer. Nothing exciting really. So I noticed a lot of companies are experiencing like supply chain issues that seem to be kind of relics of the, the lockdowns. How, how's that going with you? It's been interesting. You know, it's, uh, it's like, it's, it's a weird thing. So like, you know, last year, cannabis sales were up in, in insane amounts, right? Because everybody was home, they could stay home and just smoke weed all day. Right. Now everybody's kind of out there partying, partying, you know, like my 
beer and you know they can't keep enough on the shelf um and we're blowing through cartridges we're blowing through joints you know we're blowing through like party stuff you know people are mm -hmm. out they're traveling they're going and it's just not the time to sit inside so it's like we've just been dealing with the fact that like sales are down um and this, that's not what we're used to this time of year like right right about this time of year normally i'd be paying way more for weed you know to supply my shelves because everybody is strapped for supply and like this year it's it's the exact opposite so it's been a really interesting time in the cannabis industry because you know we've all been expecting these mad sales and it was just kind of dead silent there for a second because i think everybody was like oh let's actually get out of Colorado. Let's leave, let's do stuff, you know? So yeah, that, yeah. that's been interesting, you know? And also more states went wreck. Um, so we'll see how that starts to pan out. But I mean, I will still stand by Colorado weed all day. Like we really do have some of the best weed and some of the best processes. So, you know, in time, you know, that, that might be tested like hardcore as more and more states start to like get on board. But like Colorado, we've kind of like, as much as some of the regulations really suck ass, like, especially, you know, from a, like us, even just trying to do business, like they're there for a reason. And we've, we have be created some of the best cannabis and like some of the best products because of it. Yeah, I will, I will attest to any state. I, I mean, I've been to Oregon, Washington, California, Nevada. I mean, Colorado, hands down. Nothing compares. Yeah, nothing compares. <laughs> I don't, I don't know whether, and you would, I really expect being a California native and having, you know, humble right there. I really mm -hmm. anticipated really good dispensaries and it was like i mean one dispensary i went to you have to walk down a driveway into a garage i, I felt like i was in high school again <laughs> yeah <laughs> my lift driver was like this is a dispensary and i was like it says it is yeah i don't know i'm not out well, Cal all the cops <laughs> california is still so um like half regulated you know they, they yeah. have like they have some rules that you have to abide by and like that's really it but colorado has like literally like every single corner of it they're like okay this is how it's gonna go this 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 and this and even if it doesn't really make sense like logistically like it's like this is your rules and you got to work within it which is why i think that we have come up with some of the better products because we've had to work throughout around so many quick changes and stuff like that so it's like the products that have remained and exist now are like some of the like the time tested like we can handle this change we can go through these processes and we will like meet these demands and we will make the best product for the consumer like yeah <laughs> I, I think you're right. You know, they were up and running the day it started practically. California, that took a year for them to even have dispensaries and they already had medical. I never mm -hmm. understood that. But anyways, speaking of regulations, how are you guys <laughs> handling this HB 1317 amendment from Colorado? Is it affecting you much? I know there was like packaging changes and they're talking about limiting concentrates. Yes and yes. So that will officially go into effect January 1st, and I'm sure it will affect everything so hard. You know, we kind of have that mentality of like, well, let's just sell as much as we can <laughs> before the regulation officially changes. And then mm -hmm. after that, uh, it's going to change medical very hard, um, especially because that's where all of the bulk concentrates really go through. Right. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's one of those fun as a curveball, baby. Let's go. They're gonna figure oh. out how to work around it. Like, but it's interesting because there's been a lot of things that have come on the tried to come on the market before that kind of regulated to like single dab uses. And I think that and they never really stuck around because everybody's like, well, I just gonna I'd rather buy a big lob of concentrate. So I'm wondering if those things will actually start to like come back and add value and then it will be easier to um buy in bulk without being so restrictive. So the problem I'm I'm concerned really about the packaging issue because yeah. we already spend so much on packaging in the cannabis industry. It's insane just because of all the child resistant stuff we have to go through. And if you actually want a pretty package like 
good luck with that. You know, like you're going to have to actually pay like decent money to get that going and depends on what you want. And it has to be child resistant to whatever extent. So it's like, there's so many things to consider where it's like most other companies that don't necessarily have those regulations. Like if you have a box of mac and cheese, it's a box of mac and cheese. You can put it in a bag, you can put it in anything else, but like we have the strain mac and cheese and it's like, it has to go through a lot of stuff. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Cause I think whatever can make it reasonable for both the consumer and us as the retailers, that's sure. going to last. So it's going to be a bit of a, a roller coaster, you know, people are, and people are going to be pissed. Like, even though they have time to prep for it, like med patients, they get angry, you know, like they are yeah. used to something for so long and this is their medication. And like, but we'll figure out something. And like I said, the industry, we learn, we adapt, we swift, we pivot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time to bring up any of that. Cause I know Another thing that happened over the summer is like Chuck Schumer in the Senate has brought up the Moore Act, which is going to completely re remove, you know, marijuana from scheduled substances, which means there will be more patients and there will be more research on, you know, the benefits of it medically. And I, I it's a weird time to make it more difficult when it goes national. That's, I would agree with that. You know, and well, that's, I mean, decriminalization is a step, you know, that's still not legality. I, I, I just have right. to make that clear <laughs> just because it's not, it's not the same, but it will, it's a, it's a huge stepping stone and it could at least get a lot of people, innocent people out of jail, you know, away from actually like facing these criminal charges. Like, you know, these 18 year old kids who just wanted to smoke weed and get high, you know, like, like nobody, should, nobody should go to jail for years and years for that. You know, that's right. not, that's not a criminal offense. It's not a drug. So um, that, that is, it's a, it's a beautiful and huge step and I, that means that I mean hopefully within the next five years we will see legalization on some some front even if it's just like you know the u.s is just you know states do whatever you want to do kind of like you know when prohibition right. went away with uh liquor so right we'll that was the way in yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had noticed they, they were saying you know this could technically mean that like small businesses could apply for federal you know sba loans and stuff um, for cannabis industry. And, and I know that we've had guests here who wanted to make goods and packaging was what was holding them back. And now I'm finding oh, yeah. more restrictive packaging at a time when small business loans are going out. And I'm just wondering, you know, now you're going to be paying for that packaging a lot. I remember when it first started here, we were paying for the bags that you guys sent. You us. sure were the childproof bags. I know yeah. it might even go back to something like that at that point, you know, like those bags don't really get used anymore because everything legally has to be in childproof um, containers. But I don't know there, that might be like a, something that people go back to if like for bulk use for concentrates, who the hell knows? Like people are going to get crafty. They're going to get creative. Right. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's complicated stuff. subject I, I, it's and stuff. So much going on. So that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting. It's, it's nice, you know, nice to hear an insider's perspective a little bit. Yeah. It's so going to be fast you? and hard. These laws at all, like, well, probably not the packaging laws. I can't imagine how that would be changing it. But I, I mean, as far as the it, industry looking for new commercial real estate, are you seeing a grow or would you say it's been fairly, you know, consistent or, or, or are you seeing a fizzle at all? It, it totally depends. I was going to say, you go, you go, you go. Both of you, I'm wondering, you know, because it, it's been around for a while. No, you go. You're the real estate agent. I'm not. Um, <laughs> So it's just right now, at least in Colorado, it's a really competitive market. Um, and I think that, I mean, I'm, this is just a personal opinion. I could be completely wrong, but I think our timeline is going to be uh, 
legalization recreationally in a handful of states. Um, I'm from Connecticut. I know that Connecticut in 2022 just went recreational. Um, but because of that, there's not going to be interstate commerce. So what I think is going to happen is that there's going to initially be an influx of um, people um, to, uh, attempting to obtain land um, and are just going to want to like establish these businesses and expedite it. Um, I actually know a really cool company that's doing like a shipping container facilities with the grow operations in them. So then it will um, save the time from building the actual grow house. Um, nice. I, I think there's going to be like a very short time where each state is going to have to produce and can't go past state lines. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the states legalize what's going to happen with commerce and the distribution of it. Um, because you're not going to be able to drive it legally from an illegal, like, Right, Colorado, Kansas, and God, I'm really bad with maps. No, whatever's on the other side of no, you're good. All the states, (laughs) like, you know, you could like go through the legal ones, but then if you get pulled over in the illegal states, so like, I don't think interstate commerce is going to happen until a while, and I think it's going to parallel what happened with alcohol after the prohibition. Um, It's interesting, like, even the distribution lines on uh, cannabis companies. uh, mirror it like interesting because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it, the same though yeah, <laughs> it's basically it's totally it's gonna happen the same way yeah it's just history repeating itself really huh. also I'm, i didn't realize i need to turn a light on real quick so i'm gonna step up for one second but okay. i didn't feel the sun setting so sorry about that take your time absolutely so there yeah. you go folks some inside information on some of this stuff I've, I've been kind of wondering myself how Colorado, if it does ever become national and there does become, you know, interstate travel like that with it, like we're centrally located and we've already, you know, as you said, we've been well-established. We'd be a great central grow location, right? For all over. But then, honestly, we're built for manufacturing, you know, so many warehouses are higher. <laughs> so I'm wondering states like Nevada may compete based on, you know, something like that. Oh, I actually, I think that. it's going to be contingent on the value of real estate and its location. Mm, that's um, fair. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of why even though Oklahoma is like on, like it's been on fire for like a couple years now yeah. um, with their market and it's because the land is dirt cheap. And when something like, like it has promise for when something like interstate commerce arises, because it's a centralized place, it is right. farmland. And they can produce at like insane quantities that'll like essentially save money. Yeah. I don't like Colorado is a nice state, but like the value of real estate here is astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. We, go ahead, please. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I think we won't be a weed manufacturer. I think because we have so many like mint facilities and like, you know, like the like, um, uh, like uh, edibles and, uh, you know, concentrates and things like that. I think that that will be like our, that's probably what we'll distribute here in Colorado. I think I that that'll home- be our main. You and Kayla refer to MIP. What is this MIP? Oh, MIP. Yeah, it's um, it's manufacturing infused product. Manufactured. Manufacturing infused products. Okay. So that's what it stands for, right? Yeah. It's just a facility where you make concentrates, edibles. Um, the buildings have different um, prerequisites in order to have it be cultivation versus uh, extractions and. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. It's just that that's twice now. I was like, I should Google that, but no, there's, yeah, there's three license types. 
like mm -hmm. it, as far as it goes, it's cultivation, um, dispensary, you know, at, like facility, and then MIP. So mm -hmm. those are the three kind of licenses that you can have, unless or and transporter. Sorry, you can have that too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating stuff. Well, fascinating. Thank you so much for that. No, it really is. Like I don't know. And actually, yeah. now that we've kind of talked about growing and manufacturing on a smaller scale, Courtney, I did kind of want to know: Do you do do you have people? I I've many times walked into a store and talked to a bud tender about starting growing, and oh. it's so overwhelming. I don't even know what to ask first or how much to plan to invest on something like that. So the average beginner who wants to just start off with something small, something small for personal use kind of a thing. Like what is the first thing that they should be asking when they walk in and what should they be looking for? Well, if they're trying, if they really want to grow, they should probably go to a place that sells clones, which is far and few between, or just like, see if you can find a place that has seeds, even seeded weed, you know, like you can find if it's, if it's a nice, like brown color, you know, you can try to pop a few seeds and you just have to make sure it's female. There's a lot to know. It does seem overwhelming, but honestly, like you really just need to get a good place that sells clones, find a strain or two that you like. I would buy like one or two, at least three plants because you might kill one or two. And then you need to make sure that you just give them like consistent care and you have to listen to like the regimen of it. You know, you have to give them the proper amount of light, the proper amount of nutrients. You need to flush them at the right time. Like it's more of just like being very disciplined with it. Like they very much are children and you just have to go like through the process very clearly. So it's like, you're going to go online and you're going to see a lot of people who are like, this is the best way to do it. But it's like, you know, try to keep it as organic as possible. Give okay. them love you know, and again, just stick to the regimen, which is like at, when they're babies, it's like, you gotta get 12 and 12 hours of, of light. You know, it's very strict, you know, they need a certain amount of nutrients, which I'm not as well versed in. That's going to vary to who you are. You can just stick to like worm castings and molasses if you want to, you know, you can get basic if you want, but it do all depends. Either of you have, do either of you grow or have you ever previously owned plants? I've never done that. I, I have roommates that did. Nice. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd much rather just go to a dispensary and buy it. I'm not, you know, I smoke weed, but I'm not like an expert. I just take a couple of hits before I go to bed. And so I, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> when you couldn't go to a store and get it. And when I first walked in and they're like, what do you, you know, what, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know what you like, weed. I don't know what you mean. Like, our choices were homegrown or like Indo. Like that, those are your options, maybe. Mm. And so I, it, there's so much now. They've really scienced the shit out of it. And I really love it, um, but it's hard to keep up with sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It is kind of hard to keep up with. But honestly, like, just just go with your gut. Just like, you know, what you, and like if the bartender lets you smell it or if they can just like describe like what you know, like start to just go with what you like. Ask the certain questions, like ask, like pick one or two questions that you want to ask and then just ask the same ones every time so that you can try to get consistent answers, you know, and then hopefully you'll find the, the ones that you like. But as far as growing your own weed, I kind of agree with her. Like, it's just, it's a lot of work. You have to be really passionate about it. You like have to want it. Like I love growing plants. I want you guys to know I have like all sorts of plants. Like I love plants. Yeah. But a marijuana plant, I don't, I don't have the strict regimen. I don't have the time for the strict regimen of a marijuana plant. Like and then yeah. the for good God, I could grow one, but yeah. God, you have to sit there and trim it and you're just, and then you have to cut all the leaves off and it takes forever. And forever. Like, 
It's like yeah. one night and you have like maybe two ounces. You're like, oh my God, I could have slept. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You gotta be passionate. That's all I gotta say. You're Strict judgment, discipline. An extra ounce. <laughs> yeah, I just buy the weed. That's why we grow it for you, honestly. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a reason. <laughs> I hear that. And I, I personally prefer it, leaving it to the professionals. Plus, like you said, you know, keep it organic. I don't know what I'm messing with. So I appreciate the input. Um, but I was kind of curious just if there's a lot of that, you know, homegrown going on still, I wouldn't do it. So it's like, anyway, it, it's like brewing your own beer. You know, if you want to get into it, get into it. Like the but, passion, the art of it kind of. A thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you hear that. You love it. You probably already know what you're doing and you probably already have it. So anyhow, let's uh, move on. Um, We are also a pop culture show. So one of the questions that we ask all our guests is what TV or movies have you been watching? And uh, it's coming to the beginning of the end of summer. So what have you been watching this summer? Courtney, let's start with you. Um, I have... I don't watch like a whole lot of TV, but my boyfriend has YouTube and we've been watching Taskmaster, which is a British TV show. And it is, it's amazing. I feel like you've heard of it. It's just a bunch of British comedians doing a bunch of random, random tasks. And they're so funny. And yeah, it's just, and they have a bunch of random seasons and they're just giving each other shit. You know, they win bullshit awards. Like it's, it's just really a a, a comedy show. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's good. Um, And that's really it. I've been rewatching Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender on repeat because it's going to be switching to, I think, uh, the Paramount streaming service or whatever. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to buy that, but I, maybe, but I, it's on Netflix. So I've just been like watching that on repeat to make sure that I can get enough until it's gone. And that's really it. Oh, I hate when that happens to a show I like. I know it's my favorite show in the world, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) Well, luckily it's fairly popular. I'm sure. Oh, I just don't want to buy the, the, but I have the DVD set and I just, my Xbox broke. I just got to make an investment somewhere, you know? I'll, I'll pick one. I get it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Kayla, how about you? Uh, do you have any shows that you regularly watch? Or, I mean, my taste in TV is kind of trash, and that's okay. Mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always watching Beavis and Butthead at one point or another. Like, nice. <laughs> that's just always okay. there. Hell yeah. Um, but I just wrapped this show on Netflix called Sexy Beasts. Oh. <laughs> Was it <laughs> good? like it's a dating show but they like put on like furry masks oh (laughs) oh man like it's like parental control and but then it like I don't know if you saw that show but if yeah I remember that but and then they do like identity reveals and I want to do a screen share on this because it made number nine on like Netflix viewers like it's hilarious I'm going to look them because I watched trash i do it's i mean trash. no offense to the shows i watch that i'm about to mention later you're not all trash but it is straight trash i have the preview i want to get married <laughs> i have the preview up i wonder if i can screen share this um because of copyright issues just if you have the screenshot so we can see like what they look like that'd be cool but i don't know what we're like you should you should have access to screen share in there oh there you go uh, boom okay never mind the magic voice Thank you, uh, we do have a question for Courtney real quick. Uh, how do you feel oh, yeah? about the uh, Airbender live action series or the CGI series go to Netflix? 
yeah. Is it actually happening? I'm confused if it's actually happening. But if it's if if it's good, I'm I'm in. Like it, they said that the creators I think are actually involved, and as long as that's true, I'm I am in, and I'll give it a chance because the movie, like the live action movie, really like I don't like to talk about it because I'll get really angry. So we're done. I was we're trying to look that up for you quickly, at, you know, being the gracious host that I want. To it's be. okay. I'm really excited if as long as it as long as it's good and it holds true. And also I I mean I guess I, I need to look up more about it. I'm I'm very curious. But I'll look up later. Because I'll get really I'll get really excited. I don't want to distract distract. Sorry. But yeah. As long as it's good. I like I said I just wanted to like hold true and like maybe expand a little bit more on the story. That'd be cool. There you go. I lost my uh you guys. Oh there you are. Sorry. <laughs> all right I, I need to turn on a light really quick I, I have to pull the same move I'm so sorry all good we got to make sure our lighting is right you know uh, Emma, need, do you have access to that do you see that uh, there you have access to screen sharing you me? should have it yeah you should have it be able to share, Can I share something yeah you should be you should be able to okay full disclosure we do not own any rights to this this is from Netflix yes it is so bizarre. I have it. I just have, have it. it. That's what I watched this week on. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have to admit, I, and here's the thing. I watched like The Circle and Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind. And like, yeah. I, I never used to until the pandemic. Yeah. And now I watch all of that. It's, it's at that caliber. And you know it's bad when you're watching it. Yeah. But it's entertainment for sure. That's the whole point. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I sometimes feel bad, but then I remind myself that is the whole point of it. Is it's, it's supposed to be silly. Well, that looks fun and intriguing. Thank you very much because you're welcome. I definitely want to look that one up. Um, you know, I, I myself have been watching. Um, well, we watched. I watched two movies that came out this week. I don't know if anybody saw the Jungle Cruise yet. Um, I'm not going to pay thirty dollars. <laughs> We're a Disney family, so thirty dollars was better than all of us going to the theater. I guess. Oh, that's you have a family. See, for thirty dollars for me is ridiculous. Specifically, we have a family that was going to see that the day it came out, no matter what. So, yeah, hell yeah. So but you're paying for like five. That makes more sense. It, like for you, it, it works out. For me, going to the theater would actually be cheaper. Like thirteen dollars for a fucking ticket. Would yeah. Be cheaper than thirty. Um, yeah. And now it, you'd have like all the extra space because. Some people are staying home. That might be not. Yeah, I could see why it would be better for. Yeah. Anyway, so I yeah. saw the Jungle Cruise and it was pretty good. I thought it was really funny. I, I like that they worked a lot of the jokes from the ride into the movie. I don't want to say too much else because I know it's fairly new. So if you like Disney stuff and if you like Disney parks and if you like Jungle Cruise, you will like this movie. That is what I will say. Um, and I actually saw the Suicide Squad movie that just came out. And I liked it it's way good. better than the first one. Yes. Um, nice. It's funnier. You could tell, um, I guess everybody says it this way. So I, I, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean? Like you can tell it's James Gunn and not the previous oh. Suicide Squad. Great. Okay, great. Guys, <laughs> the last Suicide Squad was fucking terrible, man. I'm so upset. That, and the DC, like the animated one is so good, you know, like the, I don't know if you've seen the animated version of Suicide Squad, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's yeah, and I, I, I really like what they're doing with um, 
I just like that they're bringing in all these obscure characters. I'm, I've never been a comic book fan per se. Mm-hmm. I just happen to live around them a lot and now I live with them. And so I've always been aware of, but not like some of the characters they bring up, Polka Dot Man. Like I never ever would have, I knew King Shark, but that's because I watched the animated Harley Quinn on HBO, which is fantastic. Great, great. That one's yes. great, yeah. So, so it, it, I really, um, you know, I liked it. I very much enjoyed it. I would recommend giving it a chance, even if you weren't a fan of the first movie. Um, and other than that, I'm obsessed with the Olympics. I don't know if anybody else watches any of it or cares at all. No, I can't, cool. I can't watch it. I mean, there's no way to watch it. It's only on like what, what NBC, right? Peacock. It is on NBC. Yeah. So I still have old fashioned cable. <laughs> And so I did, I, I've watched all of it. I've always, it's been like a tradition, I guess, for me growing up was we watched yeah. it and, and we're not even athletic people. It's so weird. I've never played a sport in my life. If but, I had TV, I would watch it. I just don't, I just don't have TV, but like I, I, I used to always keep up on the Olympics. I do love to know. I've watched like some highlight videos, but I like, I really don't have any idea what's happening. Oh, well, there goes that entire section. Thanks, Courtney. (laughs) Do you know what's happening? Sorry, Kayla, do you? Olympic related. Um, I don't know anything about Olympics, but I follow fashion. And did you guys see Liberia's, um, how they had like Liberian designer design their garb and it's really high fashion. Um, Liberia? A lot of like, yeah. So it's like um, Google Telfar X Liberia. Um, I can share the article. Telfar? Um, I can put it up here. What did you say? X Liberia. So Telfar is a Liberian fashion designer and um, who has a high-end, it's mostly handbags um, from what I've seen at least, but has like a really high-end line in America, does pretty well for himself. Um, and he got asked to design their clothes. Um, and a huge thing with like fashion representation and like these big events, like you'll see it? the American teams. Oh, can you see? I can't. Can you see? Is this it? Are those it? Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Uh huh. Those are it. Cool. Um, those are cool. But it's it's a big statement because it's like what you walk in on, and it's a lot to do with status, and to like bring such a small Olympic team to that caliber. And it be um, very chic and like gender fluid. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, that's what I know about the Olympics though. <laughs> it it is really, really awesome. Cool. It's not the only um, yeah. you know, outfit related issue. You know, I don't remember which country it was, but there were women gymnasts who showed up in just like full, you know, like full length shorts. Yes, finally. Yeah, a one piece. Like I, I don't care if if that's what you're comfortable doing it in. That's great, but. Like, I, I think it's ridiculous, especially because some of these Olympians are like 14 and I, th- I wouldn't let my 14 year old wear something like that to a pool, you know, and the whole world is watching. It's, I, I don't know. I'm no prude, but I agree with I that. Really- no, I agree with that. It's just like, let them have their youth, man. Just let them wear like something a little longer. Yeah. So let, them, let them totally relax. They're not going to worry about that camera angle and let them do their flip and just, and you know, so yeah. Not worry about the politics and, um, you know, I'm bummed that, that you weren't able to watch it this, this time around. Um, but we can move on. That's fine. I won't. I know. And they added, no. they added so many sports. They added skateboarding and rock climbing. Like badass. they did, and that was the great part. Is my I have teenage, well, young adult boys. 
And so, uh, especially my younger one, he did uh, parkour. He even worked a couple summers doing like the little group lessons for beginners um, at a parkour gym. And he does like flips on trampolines and, you know, balances on ropes and scares the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> and um, they brought in like skateboarding and they had surfboarding and rock climbing was on there. And he was, Badass. that got him in. And then he found like gymnast trampoline and like that was our little bonding moment like we we watched hours together it was great um and I really love that they're updating the sports and I, I you know yeah I think times yeah I think that will keep their viewership high because yep it, I, some of it's so formal that even I I love the gym the let me think of one um kayaking there's an example mm. kayaking's interesting I don't know if I want to watch them go in a straight line as fast as they can for 1500 meters. It's tough. It's a tough sell. And then of course watch commercials in between, which who watches commercials anymore. <laughs> so good luck to them on that. I, I, I hope they continue to, uh, you know, appeal to a different audience. <laughs> My live TV is hard. Yes, it really is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, speaking of the uh, next segment that I had originally planned to do when I was asked to host this show was going to be kind of a, a bracket of stoner characters because, you know, the women and weed thing and the pop culture thing. And so I thought there aren't a lot like you can't think of a lot of Cheech and Chong women. Right. And um, so I was going to do a bracket, but then I realized there's two of you, which means that in theory, every time you tied, I, I don't really know what we do. And I didn't want to overthink. It. I can be the tiebreaker if you'd like. Um. No, because I, I realized it wouldn't work, so I didn't do my bracket. I had a bracket generator and everything. But instead, what I was going to do is use the 12 characters that I found listed from different places um, that most people said if they were real people, this would be their dream smoke session, I guess you could say, which um, I guess I hadn't really given much thought to. But they have a list of them, and we're going to go through them. And just see, you know, what do you feel? Because I have to admit, like, for me, some of them, I didn't really consider them stoner characters. And you'll see what I mean when we get into it a little bit more. Um, but at the end of it, tell me maybe which one you think you would most likely want to have a smoke session with. Um, so the first one we're going to go with is Ilana and Abby from Broad City. Anybody watch that show at all? Are you familiar with it? Yeah, I, I definitely would. Kayla? Um, I haven't really watched the show, but I've heard there are two funny girls from Brooklyn so I smoke with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. to know. Totally. <laughs> um, the second most popular answer was Frankie from Grace and Frankie. Is anybody familiar with that show? No. But sure. Isn't Frankie the one that gave them peyote in the first episode? Yes. Yeah, I smoke with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't remember. Oh, God, like, give me, like, a nice joint and a Chardonnay, and I would, like. Right? Absolutely. Like, and that's the only time I would ever drink Chardonnay, but I just feel like that would just be uh-huh. a little bit. Um, just to watch her. Yeah, yeah that would be, like, that would be yeah, awesome. Was, right. <laughs> but um, the next character that I thought was an interesting one was jackie from that 70s show and the reason i thought that was interesting is because nobody said um donna i would love to smoke with donna probably over jackie right yeah um personally just because i feel like jackie's kind of a a lot but i would still smoke with jackie she's gonna like talk over the eight track and you're gonna have to fast forward all the way to the beginning yeah i would rather smoke with donna (laughs) 
exactly. Yeah, she's she's, she's a annoying little sister. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I yeah. didn't get that reference. I thought she she seems like the kind that would kind of fuck up your high, make you maybe they just couldn't really remember late. Donna's name. <laughs> Poor, poor, she poor was thing. too busy smoking. She doesn't give a yeah. shit. No. Um, the next one is Samantha Jones from Sex in the City. And this was a weird one for me because I don't consider her a stoner. I, I, I remember some episodes where she smoked, but it's been a long time since I've seen the show. And I don't remember her being a regular smoker. Um, I personally don't think she'd be my smoke buddy just because she seems snobby. And I don't know. Like, I like. I have never I- watched Sex in the City. I have no idea. She like. was like the, you know, the frisky one, the more adventurous. I'm going to say no. It just doesn't seem like my show anyway. I don't feel like yeah. those girls are like, nah, I'm good. Maybe. It's funny. I smoke with, I, at the end of the day, though, I'd probably smoke with anybody, you know? At least once. See how it goes. At least yeah. once. Yeah. What if they're chill when they smoke? I don't know. What if yeah. we have a good time? I'll give everybody a chance. Why not? Oh. <laughs> That's the whole point of the cannabis culture. You know, right here. Let's let's not, let's not join talk. Okay, maybe maybe not this. You know, would, or maybe this. You know, we don't I know. Would, I would right. totally smoke with her. I feel like she would, because like I mean, being from New York, I feel like she would know like certain areas, like the back of her hand. And I'd be like, wow, I smoked this joint and had like the craziest night ever in the city. Would it be like a regular thing? Probably not. Oh, yeah. But she's the one with the crazy stories in the show. Like she's the most yeah. interesting. She is like why for a night? Yeah. Like I would love to have that like one story on the bucket list and like move forward. There you go. Boom. There, you go. there it is. Totally fair. Yeah. I love it. Um, it the next character, if anybody's heard of her, Penny Lane from Almost Famous. Does anybody remember that movie? Okay, we could skip her. I I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, sure. she's I'll smoke with her. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, the next one is Amy from Trainwreck. Which I believe was played by Amy Schumer. Which she's I with Amy Schumer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody out there? Uh, comment and Dave will let me know. I haven't seen the movie. So. Uh, sure. The next yeah. one is I'm not familiar with this at all. Um, it's Jane from Smiley Face. Um, that show just came out. I think I could be wrong, but how would people even up? know? I. I don't know. It popped up on my Netflix, um, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Okay, we're moving on. Um, this is an interesting one. It's the second time that this actress has been on this list, actually, and it is all the main female characters in Nine to Five, the old '80s movie, which would be Dolly Parton, Lily Parton, yeah, Donald, uh, Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, and I believe Jane Fonda. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I definitely. Absolutely. Um, I just thought it was funny because Frankie was in, in both. <clears throat> and then uh, the last one is Nancy from Weeds. Now, I, I, again, don't think she's a stoner, but a smoke with anyone, like you say. You know, Nancy, though, I don't know. I after watch, I watched all of Weeds, and by the end of it, I don't know. I don't want to smoke with Nancy. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with Nancy. It's like if somebody offered her a deal, she'd like turn you in or, you know. That's what I'm saying. She's skeezy. I don't like her personality. I don't know. She'll do anything for a quick lay, man. Like, I don't know. She'll yeah, turn she's... you in for anything. Okay. She's just so not, a good, she's not a good person. She's not kind. No, I, 
I don't think there were very many good people in that show. And I'm sure that was part of the point that, yeah. you know, but I just didn't consider her a stoner. I was like, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't really, she didn't smoke. That was the one thing she always she, said is you don't shit where you eat or eat where you shit or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she would just look those occasional blunts with like the people that she'd bone. Like, I don't know. Shit. Yeah. 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 Kayla, what are your feelings on Nancy from Weeds? She's savage. Mm-mm. Savage. He's savage. No, no way. Not, I know. Smoke. He was um, stabbing in the back and then getting her out of it or like for capital gain. Like, right. He was a hustler. She was a businessman, like woman. Okay. She was a businesswoman. So maybe not smoke movie. sessions, but perhaps invest in small business, you know, ventures with Nancy. No, because there'd be something black market. On She'd that. screw you over. Okay. Yeah, no. Even though she was not a stoner personality, she is a huge representation of women within cannabis to pop culture, not in real life, obviously, because in real life, there's much more ethics involved, but she was just a drug dealer. It's almost like a breaking bad. Yes. Like almost an anti-hero kind of a thing where you can sympathize, but ultimately. Yeah. But ultimately is her own demise, you know? It's one of those things because it's like Walter White is the same thing. You're just kind of like you love Hayden by the end, you know. You're just like fucking fuck this guy. But also, I like same with her. You're just like oh, Jesus Christ, Nancy, you know. Like God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, to the, to the extent I'm like I don't, I don't know I you know it's one of those things that I think was is successful in bringing uh weed more into like uh out of the taboo and a more in pop culture. You know what I'm saying? Like so I think it it was definitely helpful in that way. As far mm-hmm. as being like positive for women, I'm not so sure. But that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm ambiguous on the Nancy character. I think like you said it was more at the time weed wasn't legal, so she wasn't just a, a woman in the cannabis industry because there was no cannabis industry per se. Yeah. A drug dealer and and that is a different dynamic. But definitely powerful in that way. Like I appreciate like the definitely the female forward like character. Like so, I, I think in that way, like definitely great because we don't have a lot of a lot of shows that are successful that are like really female driven. So like cool in that right. way. But they kind of they still flounder in like the classic kind of like I'm sexy and like all this other stuff way. So it's like a yeah, yeah. lots of mini skirts and sucking on it's Starbucks a- straws for some reason. With empty- I know yeah. like a lot of like a lot of innuendo, a lot of things that maybe just didn't need to necessarily be there for the sake. But whatever, it's fine. It's cool. That's what I'm saying. All right, so, so Kayla, I'm gonna pop this on you first since we we we've been a kind of talking over you those last couple minutes. Um, right. Can you name a woman who you thought was influential in cannabis culture? And for that matter, does it really matter? Because it's kind of a progressive, where people think of it as a progressive industry anyway. So are you referring to like a pop culture? In general, yeah. Or is there a, is there a character in pop culture that you think represents women within like the cannabis and we like you know you think of Seth Rogan's you think of Cheech and Chong and then you think of the more I guess ironically professional marijuana people like us. yeah I mean I think Rihanna all the way there you go okay Rihanna that's all the way like she's successful she's a businesswoman she's a hustler she like is open about smoking weed in like appropriate places um she's very successful she promotes like women of all types and figures like I think she's awesome I think oh, she's a really cool. really cool representation of like a very awesome person in pop culture that uh definitely smokes weed I, oh, I yeah. love that yeah, yeah that's, absolutely totally 
Courtney, what about you? Can you think of anybody else? I really couldn't. I'm not going to lie. That's, I'm more fishing for answers. <laughs> uh, that, her, and I was going to say Whoopi Goldberg, I think is pretty substantial too. She definitely like has a, a big pull. She was, she's as a, is a huge advocate of marijuana and like she even had her own brand for a second. So um, I think, I, I think those are the, like the main two that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I, I know that there's more and I feel bad that I can't think of them, but like, I definitely got to give it to Rihanna. She's, mm-hmm. she's just such a badass. She really is. That's very cool. I'm glad you guys brought yeah. up Rihanna. Props. I can't believe my apologies. I'm sure she's watching and can't believe I said that or didn't say her name, but no, I, um, yeah, no, that's a great one. Would you say in your industries, both of you kind of work in or around cannabis, Kayla, with the clients that you see and and Courtney with the people you work with, is there that same, you know, boys club kind of feel around cannabis, like, you know, like tech companies came in and you hear about these boys clubs within these kind of niche markets sometimes. And I don't know if, again, you know, cannabis, you have this laid back image of everybody there. So is it still an issue or there pushes to like, increase women within that industry or or are are women already doing really well on their own there thoughts courtney are you you go first you can go first um i mean it's still like 70 to 80 percent white men which is totally fine i mean it's always it's like monopoly but like they had anyways um, so the social equity laws just passed um, very recently um, to only give out new licenses to uh, minorities or females, um, leaning more towards the minorities because of that um, significant gap in hopes of closing it. And like, it's interesting in my opinion how they did it because the social equity licenses are contingent on real estate and um zoning and um it's really hard for now these new companies that have social equity licenses to find dispensaries and um places to start their business because of the um just because of how many there are and how many regulations are around these new infrastructures so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of it's it's interesting seeing how it pans out um there's been a lot of talks of like companies absorbing social equity companies. So like they'll work on them as like an, a segment of their company to get like wholesale um, information. But again, like none of that, um, especially with the social equity is in my realm of expertise. I just know more about the real estate aspect of it and how it's impacting them. From yeah, it. no, absolutely. It's really hard to find these new social equity licenses, a place to operate. Um, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. Interesting. Courtney, what about you within the dispensary type industry? Are you seeing a lot of women up in management? And I mean, I'm you, but. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's still honestly kind of the same though. There's a lot of, a lot of guys in the industry, you know, it used to actually be a little bit more female dominated and there are definitely some companies and like some girls who are still like dominant in the industry and like some some companies that are female owned that are rocking it you know or that are like kind of mid-level you know starting to kind of get some more momentum behind them so they exist and they're out there um but it's still it's 70 80 percent like you know white men and especially now um a lot of big bigger like corporation and more like guys who have gotten out of one big industry and are trying to come into this one and kind of unite it under like big more corporation styles because they're anticipating the future you know that it will go legal like they will be able to bank normally like they'll be able to integrate it with their business like a little bit more normally so 
mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just big corporations. Like once white, there's white businessmen. going to jump in, aren't they? There's yeah, but there, like I said, there, there is a push in a way. There are definitely some companies like our, ourselves, like who are trying to push to hire just like more women, more even just like um, pretty much anybody who's not a white man, right? Like LBG. Q plus. I'm sorry if I messed that up, but like, you know, uh, like any, any race, any color, like literally everybody, you know, like we'll hire anybody, but like they, I think it depends on the company, but there definitely is just a, a balance needed, but I don't know how much we'll get it. Interesting. Interesting. Well, ladies, I really, really appreciate it. I feel like this is one of the most informative episodes I've ever been a part of. I really want to thank both of you for taking, you know, an hour out of your busy, busy lives um, to talk about, you know, different areas of this industry and in particular a, a female perspective, which apparently it, I was wondering if there would be a difference and it sounds like there is, and um, it sounds like there's progress to be made. So forge on and, um, you know, do either of you have anything, sometimes people don't want to plug particular things just because they smoked weed on the videos. So I'm going to now, Courtney, pass it over to you if you would like to promote anything. Otherwise, just wish everyone a good You know I want to promote something. So I'm soaking local love, right? Nice. Yeah, it's going to be some, it's Alien Rock Crystals, which will be an exclusive at Lova, which is where I work and also where Dave works now. And there's um, several convenient locations across There's several. Colorado. There's yes. five. We're about to open a fifth location by the end of the month, which is wow. conveniently located off of Sixth and Sheridan. So, nice. you know, we're going to have five in the Denver metro area. So hit us nice. up. Loba, Loba Canico. Get some local area rock crystals. Drop in, uh, I think, like August 20th. August 20th. Ish. August, August 20th. 20th. That'll be August 20th. That's a Friday, right? August 20th. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. It's August okay. 20th. August 20th, everybody. You heard it here. All right. Kayla, did you want to go ahead and promote anything or just, you know, uh, maybe... <laughs> Plug a favorite stream. <laughs> and Courtney's response, I should say, like, thank you. I've enjoyed oh, talking to you. Guys. I hope it was <laughs> a great night. I don't have anything to promote. That was a that was a great thank promo you. you just did. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for your time. That was cool. Courtney, Courtney's always yeah. on top of it. She's always she's always got it. You know, I can always <laughs> count on her. <laughs> for sure. Listen, I am two or three weeks away from finishing school. So I have nothing personally to promote. Um, But I will say thank you to our audience for visiting us and listening in on this episode. If you you want to check out anything else we've ever done, see what else is going on, you can visit us at Mile High Podcast. Um, We're on Twitter, Facebook, you can Google us, uh, whatever social media you prefer, Mile High Podcast in some form, and you will find us. Um, Message us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think we could do better. Whatever you got going on, you could do that. You can even offer to sponsor us and we would be happy to work out a very reasonable agreement on that note too. So, um, you know, thank you again so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this session and as always be safe and be smart and be kind everybody. Thank you. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.